0: And I'm going to read out of the King James Version. Luke chapter 4, verse 16. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. In other words, that's where he grew up at. That's where he was born. He came to Nazareth, and he's at this point, he's, he's more than around 30 years old. And he's returning to Nazareth where he had been brought up. As his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood up to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Elijah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. I don't know about you, but I've been both of those already. And then he preached deliverance to the captives. And he recovered the sight to them that was blind. And he set at liberty them that are bruised. Verse 19. And to preach. The acceptable year of the Lord. Somebody shout hallelujah. Glory to God. I believe as we prepare to go into 2022, it is going to be the acceptable year of the Lord. Because I don't know about you, 2020 and 2021 was rough. Somebody say, but God. Because I'm still standing. Amen, but I'm looking forward to a change and that's why I'm looking forward to preaching in the power and the might of the Lord. Glory to God. I want to keep going there. And on verse 20, and he said, and he closed the book and he gave it to the ministers and sat down. And the eyes of all of them were in the synagogue, were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day, somebody say this day, is the scriptures fulfilled in your ears. And all of them bared him witness and wondered the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, is this not Joseph, son? And they said unto them, ye will surely say unto them this Proverbs, the physician heals thyself. Whosoever we have heard done in Capernaum. Do also in thy country. And he said, verily, verily, I say unto you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you the truth. Many widows are in Israel this day as Elijah. And when heaven was shut up three years and six months, when a great famine was throughout the land. But unto none of them was Elijah sent. Come on. He's talking about a great prophet. But the prophet wasn't sent to none of them, but one woman, and he went to her house. Oh, my God. But I'm talking to you about a God that can show up at everybody's house. And he said, that's what he's referring to here. And he said, said, listen, and to sit on the the woman that was there, the widow. And many lepers were in Israel, but none of them were sent to, but Elijah the prophet, none of them except that was cleansed, Naaman the Syrian. In other words, he's showing the power of God, the healing, the blessings that happened in those times that were shut up. But they were all sent for one person. But I'm talking to you about a God and a gift that was sent for all of us. And he shows up into his own town, Nazareth, into a place where all they recognized him was was as Joseph, the son of Joseph. Not as Jesus the Christ. See, uh, every one of us got a history. And I thank God he came into the world as a baby and he grew up. And so, But one of the things, his anointing and who he was had nothing to do with where he had come from. But it did have everything to do with who he was called to be. I realized that over my own life because I, I found now that God has called me to more than myself. Uh, Because I was growing up, and I thought it was me, my four, and no more. I didn't care about nobody else but me. And then that day, sitting there with my heart ready to jump out my chest, he changed my life. And then he said, I asked you to do something. When are you going to do it? And it, it finally hit me that my life was not my own. It finally came to, to, I came to the conclusion I was bought with a price. I finally came to the conclusion that he died on the cross, and when he died, he died for me. Mm. And when I realized that, he changed my life. So the gift, I received it, not just on December 25th, But I received the gift that day. It was in the middle of June. I remember that. It was the summertime. And when I received that gift, it changed my life forever. And I want to encourage you today because I'm talking about not rejecting the gift. Because in Nazareth, his hometown. See, uh, you know, uh, (laughs) I I, I laughed a minute because I just thought of myself, you know, going back. Recently, I just went to a funeral in Philadelphia where I'm from, and I had the opportunity to share, uh, to lead the funeral, and uh, many of them had never heard me uh, preach or talk, because I've been down here in Delaware where God sent me to do what I do, and do what he's called me to do, let me say that, and uh, many of them was like, hey, you know, after the funeral, man, those were some great words you said, and those are things, no, they're not just words. They're my part of my life. They changed me. But uh, uh, somebody said, looked at me, and they said, well, many things don't change. <laughs> and I knew what they were talking about. Uh, uh, they were, and it was, you know, I like to dress and wear shoes and all of that good stuff. But that, and they said, well, some things don't change. And they don't have to because God don't have a problem with my shoes. He doesn't have a problem with my outfit. Okay, let me share that. It has nothing to do with that. So that's not where we should be basing things on. Everything to do is with my heart. And uh, I said, no, everything doesn't change, but I have. I said, the guy you used to know, I might look like him, but he's dead. Uh, Dougie Fresh is gone. Okay, so uh, that's who they knew me as. And I was like, he's not the guy you're talking to now. I said, in fact, I had to stand up there. Many of y'all didn't even know my name was Raymond. Y'all didn't know because, see, everybody called my father Raymond and I was Doug. So you you didn't cross the two. But uh, when I came into ministry, I no longer used my middle name or the name I grew up with. I used the name that was given to me. Oh, somebody shout hallelujah. The real me had to come out. <laughs> so in the midst of that, of receiving the gift, I want to encourage you because it's the gift that changes life. And today, he said, I came. He said, and, and, and so what he was quoting there uh, early on when I got to verse 3, he was, he's quoting out of the book of Isaiah chapter 61, that the spirit of the Lord is upon me. That was Jesus talking to the people that were in the congregation But instead of receiving him, I got to tell you something. They rejected the gift. And they took him out to the mountainside and prepared to stone him. Now, I got to share with you. Now, God had to use his power and get on out of there. Because in the midst of standing there, he disappeared on them. Because he saw their hearts. And I got to tell you all something. To this day. Not one miracle happened in Nazareth. Not one. Why? They rejected the gift. I've been talking to you for weeks now about our faith being tried. Why are people going through trials and tribulations? Because they are part of the natural cycle of life. But here's the key. How I come out. Will I come out not smelling like fire? Or will I come out smelling like fire feeling like I've been burnt or will I come out with my head lifted up and a smile on my face and smelling like cologne? (laughs) There's a big difference and I'm sharing with you trouble shows up at everybody's house but the difference is when it shows up at my house I rely on the Lord Jesus Christ, the gift that was given me, the gift that was placed in my life. Because I said, according to the scripture, he said, I came to preach to the poor. Well, there was a time I was broke, busted, and disgusted. Now, I'm, I tell him, no, that's not me. I am wealthy in him. Whether I got money in my pocket or not, I have never missed a meal. Only because I chose to, and I ain't choose too many of them. <laughs> but uh, uh, but my point in saying that is that he God is with us, and so and He said, "Then I came to heal the brokenhearted." Oh, my God, I'm just like you. My heart was broken, too, over many things in life. Some things I did, some things uh, my children have done, some things that happened according on the way of life and on the way of life. But I had to get over that, too, and I had to give them to God. And giving them to God, he brought me peace. He brought me joy. No, y'all not hearing me. It didn't change the circumstance. Those things occurred. Many things have happened in your life. Many trials and tribulations have come your way. But what happened is you didn't unravel and unwrap the gift to allow the gift to operate and work in your life, even in the midst of trouble, because according to the scripture, the gift said, I have come. Yes, I have come to give life and life more abundantly. uh, He said, but more than that, he said, I have come through trials and tribulation. Be of good cheer for I have overcome the world on your behalf. Oh, he went on to say, and he said, no weapon, which implies that it formed, no weapon formed against you, will prosper, but it mean it came. So I'm sharing with you, stop complaining, get up, open a gift, and let it do what it's done, and can do in your life, and has been doing for the ages. I'm talking about, the good gift, the great gift of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I want to encourage everybody that's here at the sound of my voice, everybody that is watching, it is the gift of Christ that will make a difference in our life. It is the gift of God. Now, here's what pro- where we've gone wrong as Christians. We thought he would be a preventive God, which means he wouldn't allow this to happen and wouldn't allow that to happen. Well, he can't stop those things because then he would be a liar. He has to allow those things. But here's what he can do. With his anointing, he can supersede what it was sent and intended to do. Y'all not hearing me. Listen to me. All the things that have occurred in my life, I should be down on the floor and not being able to even talk properly. Y'all not hearing me. The weight of, the, of all the things I've been through in my life should have crushed me, but God. And said so in other words, when I couldn't and I didn't have no strength and where I was weak, I called on him because he said, where you're weak, I'm strong. So let me share something to help you out here. So where you're strong, use your strength. But where you're weak, you need to use the greater strength. Ah, y'all didn't hear what I just said. There's a greater strength in the Lord Jesus Christ that can rise you up above and beyond your circumstances and situations. And so I look forward to not staying in or being in trouble, but I look forward to coming out anytime trouble shows up my way because I know my God is greater than the trouble. Somebody shout hallelujah. I'm talking about the great gift of God, but because the gift was rejected in Nazareth, No one, not one person was able to utilize or take a a pleasure in utilizing uh, the powers and the anointing of of, of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me share with you. In Nazareth, there was poverty. And he came to preach the gospel to the poor. And so let me share with y'all too because I know we get this confused. We think poor has to do with money. He was talking about those that are poor in spirit, which means everybody fit, okay? It wasn't just limited to who had money or no money, because this thing isn't about money. Money is a tool that's only used in the earth, and too many people worship that more than they do God. They say one thing out their mouth and do another, and you know what? Money... By the way, let me just help y'all here. Money will prove where your heart is. <laughs> I could tell who you are by how you utilize money. Yeah, I could tell the story. But that's not what I came to talk about because Jesus came. And I came to talk about it. He came to heal, to preach the gospel to the poor. Listen, then he came, the sorrow part, he came, he came to heal the brokenhearted. So he came, so let me share with you, here's what I love about God. A broken heart is not something you actually can see. So Jesus was in the x-ray business way before y'all ever seen a machine. He knew what was going on in your heart. And if you presented to him, the situation in the case, and opened the door for him to come in, then he could heal it. See, Pastor Bruce, he's the great physician. He's the great healer. He's the great I am. He intended to heal the brokenhearted, but through rejection, we got more stuff in our world today. Than we have ever heard of. And we want the doctor to fix it. But the great doctor. The great I am. Has been rejected. And so many hearts are still broken. Oh my God. Somebody shout hallelujah. But I want to tell you today. Today's your day. This Christmas. This year. You can be delivered. You can be set free. You can be in a great position. You can be on top and not underneath. You can be above and not beneath. You can be. Who he's called you to be. Uh, Don't worry. Stop waiting for everything to be just right. And just believe. (laughs) I'm telling you today. I'm encouraging somebody. Just step out and believe. Some young person is listening to me right now. And you're saying I don't know how. I'm going to make it. I'm telling you take the step. One step. I ain't say six. Just one. Because guess what one does? Get you closer to the next one. And it gets you closer to the next one. And to the next one. So just keep on taking a step. And I'll tell you what happened. You you'll start to see. Woo! Didn't realize how far I had come. Uh, what used to be on my back ain't on my back no more. Yeah, that's right. I I can see, I can see the light ahead. I can't I haven't reached it yet, but I can see it. My God, that's where we got to get to. So I'm telling you, take the gift. Take the gift. Because he said, I've come to heal the brokenhearted. I'm telling you, he can get beneath those places. Now, here's the greatest one, too, one of bondage. He said, I came to proclaim liberty to the captives. How many of y'all know, y'all thought captivity only existed in Egypt and Babylon? I want to tell you today, we got a whole lot of Egypts and Babylons in a whole lot of other names, forms, and fashions that have come up and now locked hold and placed many people in bondage. And God has come to set the captives free. Somebody shout hallelujah. Here's what I need you to know. Here's what the scripture says. You got to be clear on what the Bible says because it's in the word. He said, and there's a difference too. Y'all have heard it said, and I'm going to tell you, these are people that don't know their Bible. Read the Bible. It said, the word of God has come to make me free. Many people, and there is some versions that are put in there called set free. Let me share with you. Setting free is contingent upon how someone feels or thinks. Y'all oh, didn't hear me. Let me explain that again. Setting free is contingent upon whether someone feels like doing it or, uh, uh, or, or wants to do it at that moment. But make free means it has to happen and nothing can stop it. So when you have the truth of the word of God and the Lord Jesus Christ operating in your life, it will make you free. You can't remain captive. You can't remain in bondage. You can't remain in chains. You can't remain because why? The word of God will make you free. Somebody shout hallelujah. I discovered that this is so important. I said it's the greatest one because too many people are in bondage and they stayed in bondage and they think they have to be there but they all they have to do is get in truth and truth will make you free. Now, i got to help you. Truth is the word of God. The word of God is Jesus. The word and Jesus are interchangeable. So get Jesus in your life, you get truth. You get truth in your life, you get free. Oh, did you hear what I just said? So the greatest gift is to be free from captivity, to be in bondage, to be healed, set free, and delivered. And it happens through the word of God. Somebody shout hallelujah. So God the Father understood the love and the glory that he was placing in his son because he sent his son to deliver the world. And he says, listen. So that day uh, uh, that John the Baptist is now uh, going to anoint him and baptize him, John says, listen, I'm not even worthy to tie your shoe. He said, John, forget your worthiness and do what you've been called to do. You know, otherwise, we can can get all religious and sound. And he said, John, forget all of that silly stuff. You were called to baptize me. Now let's get busy. But he baptizes him. But more than that, They say the heavens opened up. And when the heavens opened up, it said, this is my son who I am well pleased. In other words, the glory of God was upon him. The glory was getting ready to come forth. He understood that the father had released the gift to be given to all of us. Somebody shout hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. We got the gift. The gift has been given to you and me. Now, we have a choice to receive it or reject it. Now, I got to tell you, you know, every year uh, people buy me stuff. And thank God, I thank everybody to get me a gift. If you got me one, thank you. But sometimes people buy you stuff you'll need. <laughs> Can I be real? Somebody buy, they buy me some stuff sometimes. I don't need, or I won't use. It just, I'm sorry, I'm not bougie or anything like that. It just, but I, the, it's the thought that they took the time to buy the gift. So let me share with you. I am not stupid enough, and I will not reject anybody's gift. But there is a problem that I have and everybody else have, whether you use it or not. <laughs> See, that's the problem. So the problem, this gift I'm talking about is the gift of God. And the Lord, Jesus. so there ain't no need of having God in my pocket. There's no need of having the word of God on the shelf. Oh, let me go back to that. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. He said to remind y'all, I thank God I had received the gift of a Bible. The Bible is the word of God. The word of God is Jesus. Jesus is what I needed. So that day when my heart was getting ready to jump out my chest. And I thought I was getting ready to leave here. And I was scared. And I was frightened. And trying to get to a place I would never reach again. And I was on my way out. And I called to Jesus. And the gift was on the shelf. Y'all not hear me. The gift was in the house on the shelf. But I called on the gift. I got the Bible down off the shelf. Didn't even know where to turn to. But I had it. And he heard when I said, Jesus, save me. Y'all not hear me. I didn't have no anointed special words. I said, Jesus, save me. And something simple. And it was the, Jesus, save me. And all of a sudden, uh, my heart rate started to calm down. Uh, oh yeah, I was trying to get to a place that calmed down. The place I was trying to get to, I ain't want to go no more. I, I, I rejected that place. And when I rejected that place, I then accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. I ain't go through no whole bunch of I got saved right there. Now, it wasn't long that I went to a church And I heard the passages, anybody want to give their life to the Lord? I came up, because, but I had already done it. (laughs) I just came because it was open and an opportunity I wanted everybody else to see. But it happened in a place unlikely and most unlikely. And I want to encourage you, had I rejected the gift, I could assure you they would have been carrying me out of the house that day on a gurney. And it wouldn't have been a red truck or a white truck. It would have been the black truck. Y'all know that's the morgue. That's the people who would have been coming to get me. I remember. See, many people want to tell the truth. Especially if they get to a place where, where, uh, where the Lord has now delivered me to or brought me to. We want to act like we've always been like this. It's not true. I thank God for where I am today but I've not always been saved. But I thank you, the gift wasn't given to me because I looked a certain way. Oh, let me help y'all here. The gift wasn't given to me because I was a certain color. The gift wasn't given to me because I had a cross on my neck. The gift was given to me because I called on the name of Jesus. And it was Jesus that came to set the captive free. Somebody shout hallelujah. Oh, my God. Woo! Glory to God! I you I'm, I'm reminiscing here. I'm so glad. Listen, I'm not even sure the gift came, and it had no, it didn't have no sparkling paper on it, and no ribbon. But it was great. But it was great. Somebody t- somebody shout hallelujah. I'm trying to tell you something. We got a the gift I'm talking about. Listen, it don't have to have no bow on it. It don't have to have no shiny paper. See, we've gotten all that stuff confused, but I want to offer you the greatest gift of all today, and that gift is the, the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is the Lord Jesus Christ that can set free the broken and heal the brokenhearted. It is the Lord uh, Jesus Christ that can set the captive free. But he ain't done, okay? He had a couple more things he mentioned there. Let me, let me finish this. He said, listen, not only he said he came to proclaim liberty to the captives. In other words, I no longer had to be bound. I no longer had to be stuck and in bondage uh, to, to this thing, uh, to this habit, to this procedure, to this way, right? I could be free." Or oh, stop talking to somebody today. You can be free from that habit, from that condition. You can be free uh, in life, Jesus. You can be free from that thing that's been plaguing your mind. You can be free from that thing that's crushed your heart. You can be free in Jesus because He came to set the captives free. Those are just one. That was one item that he, that the gift did. Here go another one. Here's what He said: I came to recover the sight. Of the blind. My God. I thought I could see. Right? But I couldn't see. But when he opened my eyes that day. I guess what I saw. The first thing I saw is who I was. Because I wasn't what I was. And I saw that I was more than what I was being. Oh y'all not hearing me. I saw that my life had future. And my life had hope. Although none of those things were present that day. Not one thing was there. Nothing I have today was there that day. I had to wait on it. Oh, somebody, that's where we struggle at. We, we, want, we want God to be a genie. But he, he, he healed my sight, He opened the eyes of the blind. In other words, I could see my future. I could see. I, there was hope. I could see I had something greater than what I was doing and who I was at the moment. I could see that the, there was a greater end. I could see that there was a greater chance to be what God's called me to be. I could see my way out of poverty. I could see myself healed. I could see my broken heart healed. Oh, I could see that God was good y'all not hearing me here so this is what it'll do this is the gift I'm talking but had I rejected it like they did in Nazareth and many of us are toiling with it today we say we want Jesus and then we reject when he tells us to do something we say we want Jesus and I got to tell you God has had me do some stuff I, God I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. He, oh, let me be real. Let me be real. So some of y'all, y'all could be real. You know on Facebook and all that, y'all will say things and do things that you won't do in the natural. Right? So I'm, I could talk to y'all on Facebook. I'm going to talk to y'all out like there. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. He didn't told me to do stuff, even help people I didn't want to help. But I heard his voice, and I'm, I got enough sense to do what he said. See, so I'm sharing with you, I had to take myself out of the picture. I had to go someplace places he told me to go. I ain't want to go. Come on, Pastor Bruce. You, you, if we ain't going to be honest. So we think everything perfect. It's not. But when you obey God, that brings you to a place of the perfectness of peace and joy because of what he, see, he can't make a mistake. He, he knows what you and I don't know. He can open your eyes far beyond. In fact, the key to this is, he said, if you love me, do my commandments. So real love isn't hugging, kissy, and calling you and saying a whole bunch of things. Real love is doing what God said to do. Ah, uh, that's going to help a few people. Because you've been saying you love God. And uh, he didn't ask you to do some things. He didn't ask you to get up out of some places. He didn't ask you to change some stuff. He didn't ask you to trust him in this. Y'all, let me stop meddling. You know what he asked you. (laughs) I'm going to stop meddling there. But he said, to recover the sight of the blind. Now, here's where he ended at. This is the last one. I like this. To set at liberty that those that are oppressed guess what's happening in 2021 more oppression depression and every other kind of press in the world we got more oppressions than we've ever had in history why the gift has been rejected And I'm howling you now. Thank God. Oh, I'm glad for all of y'all. Your man put it in the closet. Go get it right now. Some of y'all have put it on the shelf. Go get it right now. Get that word of God and let it get on the inside of you. That's right. Glory to God. Get that word of God and let it get on the inside. Get that gift and says, this is what I want. This is who I am. And this is what I'm going to be. Somebody shout hallelujah. It will change your life forever. I'm looking for a greater twenty. 22 and out of the word of god he came to heal the brokenhearted to set at liberty the captives all of what he came to do i'm receiving today in jesus christ i receive it glory to god uh, I, I i sitting there i didn't have it but i just feel like i wish i had an illustration they got one of them gifts is any of them gifts on my desk wrapped up I just want to unwrap the paper because I just want to show you that's what it's about with Jesus. Y'all just got to take the cover off, or you'll get. You need to get that before you get home. Uh, Before you, you need to get that right now. You got to take the cover off and unwrap it and receive the gift for the gift. Just let me just use this illustration. So, somebody gave me a gift. I didn't even get to open this yet, but it's in the bag, right? But in order to enjoy the gift, I got to take it out the bag. Glory to God! I have to now look at it and view it. Glory to God! And uh, receive it for what it is. Glory to God! And uh, looks like something I like. Glory to God! Oh, ocean, and I love the water. So this is a lotion with an ocean uh, smell to it. Glory to God! And so can I share with you. I'm not only going to unopen the gift, and I did. I'm not only that, I'm gonna unwrap the from the cover, take it out the package, hold it. I'm gonna rip this thing Hold it, hold it. I gotta tell you, there's no need of getting a gift if you're not going to use it. That's right, I squirt it on me now. And then I'm going to rub it in. Yeah. So let me share with you. As I'm rubbing it in, it's gotten on me. It'll get all over me. And so when something gets all over you and gets on you, then it becomes a part of you. And when it becomes a part of you, then it can do what it said it could do. Glory to God. That's what we need with Jesus. You can't keep him wrapped up no more. You can't keep him on the shelf. You can't keep him in the closet. You got to get him out and use him for the glory of God and make it take place in your life. Somebody shout hallelujah. This is who he's called us to be. So I admonish you today. Don't reject the gift. I thank God for whoever got me that gift. And y'all put you got a part of, to be a part of today's uh, illustration. Didn't even know. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, dear bro. Lady A, glory to God. Lady A, I know you're watching uh, via uh, Facebook. Thank you. Because I got to use your gift. And I unwrapped it. And I applied it. Just like I did with Jesus Christ 30 years ago in my life. Somebody shout hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I want to share with all of you today. We're going into this Christmas season, this giving time, Thanksgiving. But this is really about Jesus. Okay. Guys, this ain't about nobody else. This ain't, I thank God. They put this together, all the people that participated and allow to be able to be a blessing to our young people, the children and everybody else and the families that are here to be able to share because we've learned something. Uh, So sharing is a part of what Jesus called us to do. Okay. So it doesn't make you the recipient any less. It makes you greater if you receive the gift. In fact, I'm encouraging all of you that receive the gifts today. That you'll receive the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ first and foremost. Because we are who we are only because of him. Somebody shout hallelujah. We only do what we do because of Jesus. Glory to God. Otherwise, we could be doing our own thing. I could be worried about my four and no more. Well, my four has doubled. That's eight. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, it's bigger than that. Glory to God. It's bigger than, it's bigger than my children my grandchildren. Amen. You guys are my family. Jesus has made us family. That's right. That's a good place to clap, brother. Because Jesus has made us family. All of you that are here. He's he's united us together because we're here together on one cause, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we're here. That's the greatest gift of all. Before I go, I want to remind you. In fact, I want to encourage you to receive Jesus right where you are. All you got to do is lift your hands. And it says, I open my heart and open my mind to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And you can even remember to say, I once was a sinner, but today I'm saved. Today I receive Jesus as my Lord. You can say that right where you are. Glory to God. Right where you are, you can say that and receive them, and that's the start of your salvation. Now, I hope you'll come and participate, come here with us and get more of your questions answered. Be a part of the service. Be in the place in the midst of where God is. Let me share with you. He's been protecting us all. He's been covering us all, and I'm glad he's been in this place. He reigns in this house, and thank God he doesn't just stop by. He dwells here. In other words, it ain't just a moment. It's a movement. He's always here. This is his house. We are his people, and you are welcome. Receive the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ today in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. We love you. Have a great day. Don't forget to to sow into the church, to the kingdom, and for the work that God is about to do. We need your help. We need your support. And this gives you an opportunity to give back. This is your opportunity to give into the service. Amen. God bless you. Have a great, great day. Amen. Come on, let's stand to our feet and give the Lord a hand clap of praise right where you are. Our part of the service is going to go on a little bit more. It's over for those that are watching uh, via Facebook, but we're still here. Amen. We're still a part of it. So I want to share this. Right before... We get a moment, and we're going to be giving away, uh, we're going to be honoring the families uh, that we called our adopted families. Amen. We're going to honor them in the next moment or two. But before we do that, this is your opportunity to give into the kingdom of God. This is our opportunity to give back something to God for what he's given in our lives. Amen. And so don't miss that opportunity. Uh, I, I'm, now, this is the one place I'm a little religious about. Okay, I don't like to be religious about anything because religious means doing the same thing over and over. But I'm religious about giving my tithes and my offerings. I do not miss that opportunity. That's how much I believe in it. In fact, I believe it's the reason why I am who I am today because I don't. I have that attitude about not missing God. Amen. Glory to God, honey. Can you reach for our check right there, please. Uh, Glory to God. So we're going to get ready to give. Amen. I want you to give your tithes, your offering. Amen. Into the kingdom. This is a place where to do it. This is a good house. This is a good place. Let me share with you. Uh, God has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Okay. We can, and uh, in January, we will be having our, our business meeting and share with you what we're going to do, what we're accounting for. Amen. But uh, I just want to encourage you do not miss an opportunity. You're not given to me. We're given to the kingdom of God. It is a principle that works. Amen? And there's a, also, by the way, it's a difference in what they call good ground and then stony ground. Good ground is the ground that's been fertilized, good ground is the ground that's been toiled, good ground is the ground that gets watered and is soft enough for the root system to go down first. So that it can sprout up. Somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. So get your tithes. Get your offering. They'll be coming around. you need an offering envelope, raise your hand. The buckets are coming. I want to get this in. And I don't want to use it because we're getting it out of the way. Because I think it's important. I think it's important for you to have an opportunity to participate into the service. I've been doing the the talking for the last half hour. And now this is your opportunity for you to plant your seed with expectation And with expectation, God can meet your need. Matter of fact, I would encourage you, do not just give your seed. Do not just put it in there haphazardly. Put it in with expectation. If it's a rose bush, it needs to grow up as a rose bush. If it's a daffodil, it needs to grow up as a daffodil. If it's money you need, then put it in based on money you need. If it's love you need, put it in based off of love. Every seed produces after its kind. So do it on purpose. Amen? I'm telling y'all the Bible. This isn't something I made up.